You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, this is Rusty here and we're sitting in the hotel room just having finished the Shot Expo. Right over in the corner is Greg. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, Rusty. Yourself? Bit yeah, tired? Yeah, you look pretty tired, mate. Yeah, mate. Now, we've got a couple of guests on uh, this episode. So, to my right is Ben Johnson from the Armoury. Ben, how you going? Good, Rusty. Very good, thank you. Excellent, mate. Thanks for joining us. And to my left is James. Uh, and James has started a blog recently. What's your blog called, mate? Yeah, it's called a Shooter Ready. Shooter Ready. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And next to, or in between the two of us, is uh, Greg. Hey, Greg. Another Greg. G'day, Ross. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. This is going to get confusing with two Gregs, isn't it? Fantastic. So, guys, it was uh, Shot Expo for everyone. Now, the, who hasn't been to Shot Expo before? I haven't. Hand, hand, hand signs yeah. don't work so yeah, much. So I, yeah. I, no, I haven't been, been ha- here before. Haven't been, Ben? No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I've never been either, Ross. No, cool. And other yeah, groups? I was I was the same. So yeah, I haven't uh, been to an expo before. And virgins. Yeah, and it was pretty busy, wasn't it? It was well, flat out. So we, were, uh, Greg and I, were here as well as with Ben to to work on the stand with or well, project our warehouse for Ben and myself. And uh, Greg was here with STS, and also Greg, uh, the other Greg. This is going to get so confusing. Special Greg. Special Greg uh, was here, and we need to... Uh, he was here with... Um, well, launching a brand. Tell us about what you're doing, mate. Yeah, so we're um, trying to launch a brand called uh, Armory Athlete. Um, yeah, just trying to get things off the ground, just doing positional shooting products and uh, a bit of apparel and things like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, excellent. And so you were working on the stand with us, with your products and also a little bit with Projector Warehouse and Precision Rifle products and all the other crew we were sort of selling stuff with. I think I was slinging more uh, <laughs> progies than, uh, than, than bags today, mate. Yeah, but you got to show the stuff, mate. you gotta, you got to get it this out This is true, there. this is true. And James, you were here just purely looking at the show and just sort of talking to people, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah, basically uh, I was there at the show to give a, a bit of an overview for the blog really just to give the newer generation of Australian shooters an idea of what's out there and what to look forward to in 2016, 2017. So, ironically, considering Greg, you, well, the others, uh, Greg, Ben, myself, were here for three, three days. Hey, James, you probably saw more in the day you were here in one day. What, what did you see that was really interesting, mate? Well, I'd say probably the highlight for me was uh, TACMED, was, was at I, SHOT Show this year. I thought it would have been hanging out with Ben. Oh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I get that all the time. It's all good. <laughs> cool. And so TACMED, what do they do? Okay, so TACMED was uh, TACMED was at SHOT Show for the first time this year, or as far as I know anyways, uh, and they do uh, medical products you know, specifically for shooters and hunters. They've got uh, a gunshot wound class, You know, how, how to patch yourself up or how to patch somebody else up if they suffer a gunshot wound. Wow. Um, they sell trauma kits uh, that come in vacuum-sealed bags, so pretty much if someone gets injured rip open the bag and you've got everything you need um, in one really handy life-saving package. Yeah, brilliant. Excellent. And um, so that was your highlight. For the other guys, go around the room. Greg, what was your highlight? Probably for me was uh, Ben and I went for a walk and we uh, saw Ben's Dream Rifle. Mm, mm. Um, I really like the scope on top of that. So what, what was that, Ben? That was a Steiner. No. Yeah, the Steiner on top. Yeah, yeah. the Steiner on top. That yep. was, was that 6x24? Yep. 5 to 25. 5 to 25. 5 to 25. 5 to 25 on the by 56, M10. wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it just the the optics through that so clear. Um, when we were looking at it, it was actually going into evening. It was getting quite dark. and Yeah, it was Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and looking out the window, it looked, you know, relatively dark, but looking through the scope, it was quite bright. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I was just super impressed by the optics of that scope, while Ben was super impressed with the rifle. Yeah. Um, but I'll let Ben talk about that. Yeah, well, it's been my dream for probably ever since I've gotten back into rifle shooting a lot more. And, uh, I don't know, being a Seiko shooter my um, entire life, I suppose. Yeah, that is one of the dream rifles. So what was the model, just for the listeners? Yeah, so it's a Seiko M10, um, which is basically Seiko's version of a change-out barrel, uh, which is a a tactical thing that they, they set up for military and police for their precision shooting and that sort of thing. So... Love the idea because you can change out from 308 to 300 to 338 depending on the purpose use that you do. It's got yeah, its own nice. toolkit on board. Just a beautiful piece of machinery. So they're infield changeable or gunsmith? Infield. Yeah, machine. infield changeable. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, brilliant, boys. And uh, Greg, other uh, special Greg, how about yourself, mate? What was your? What did you see that you liked? Um, look, to be honest, I think just walking around and, you know, getting to talk to a few different people, um, do a bit more networking and, um, yeah, met some, some other good sort of, uh, contacts and yeah, yeah, that was probably more the highlight. There wasn't actually, you know, a particular stand or anything that stood out, just meeting more people. Yeah. It's certainly a good environment for that. Yeah. Yeah, Isn't it? Yeah. Um, I guess for myself, apart from the exhibit of drinks, um, I really, uh, I, I enjoyed uh, seeing the Lithgos, I guess seeing those 102s um, and, and actually yeah. sort of uh, playing with them, um, I thought they were really, uh, I think they've done it very well and it's good to hear that they've actually shipped them as well um, and I mean I saw them when they, they first were at Melbourne I reckon last year and they've improved them since then um, but to see the final versions, yeah really, uh, really nice and um, Lithgow were, have brought out a uh, I guess a product line to support their rifles, which Ben spent way too much money on. Um, no kidding. I, I, I did too, mate. <laughs> oh, we did? Yeah, 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 yeah I, I did as well. Yeah. yeah, very good. And and, and so purchases, I guess that's a, a sign of what, what grabbed our attention. Um, I bought a little bastard break from the guys at Huntsman, uh, as well as another bubble level mm. um, from Accuracy First. Uh, anyone else spend some money? Oh yeah, I spent uh, I spent probably too much money, especially at uh, the Lithgow stand. Your wife won't hear this, mate. It's all right. Oh really? Oh, okay. Thank goodness for that. Um, we insure that, please. Drop yeah. ten grand here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, <laughs> it's an MT and arriving yeah. next week. Yeah. So there's there, there was I I agree with uh, Special Greg as well. You know, there's there was a lot of good connections with a whole bunch of different, um, you know, different suppliers and and different uh, products and everything like that. And it's really cool to see the Australian made stuff. I know my accent might sound a little bit funny. Yeah, it's but sort of uh, a unique what part Canadian. of Canada are you from? Yeah, no, it's not Canadian. It's uh, American. Oh, but sorry, sorry, but that's okay. I'm not offended by it. It's all good. Um, but <laughs> He's I've been deeply here th- emotionally in, in turmoil. About yeah, that. well, I've you know I've been here 30 years, so I've grown up as an Australian. Um, moved out here when I was eight years old, and to see you know, and I've got very uh, passionate, uh, I suppose, affiliation with the Australian side of things because I grew up here. So, mm. so seeing that and seeing such a beautiful rifle. The and yeah, the Lithco, and only shooting one for the first time last year. Hmm. Um, I was uh, beyond impressed, um, and obviously being like I said, a Seiko man, um, you know, to see that they're up with that very, very much um, that kind of class of precision and the machine work on it, and it's just it's a beautiful piece of machinery. Hmm. Good tool for the trade, that's for sure. 
Very good. And, and Greg, I know you spent some money. I had to hold you back because you, you, you had five defiance actions lined up there at yeah, Huntsman. And, yeah, and yeah. You, were, you were about to put... And I said, don't just stay with four. No, I'm glad with. you did. Thanks, yeah, Rusty. I'm, I'm yeah, looking yeah. for you, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, but aside from the defiance actions, what did you buy, mate? No, I, I mainly got accessories this time around. So I, I bought a um, you know a dual gun bag, again, at the Lithgow uh, stand. Also, I uh, got a really nice drag bag. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty happy with that as well, and also bought a, a really thick sort of uh, hunting coat from the Lithgow stand, which yeah. I'm super impressed with. That looks good. Yeah, it looks like I'm wearing a swag when I've got it on, but you know, <laughs> it, it's a yeah, really swag. nice jacket. Thing is, if yeah, you have a couple of drinks swag. and you fall over, you can just go yeah, to sleep. Yeah, just go to sleep. Okay. Just yeah. where, did, where did you get your drag bag from? I don't actually see your drag bag. Oh. Um, I don't know the name of the stand, but it was wasn't far from but the Lithgow left stand. A, left a memory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So no, it was memorable, <laughs> memorable purchase. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw it and bought it and left. So yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, best kind of purchase. Yeah. Yeah. But now it looked like a, an original design by the guy that owned the stand, and um, yeah, fairly fully featured drag bag with all the different compartments inside it. And um, I'm probably going to look at um, making a drag bag um, at some point. So. Yeah. Right. Eh? Mm. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Uh, very good. So that's all I really bought uh, this trip. But yeah. yeah, it was good walking around when I got the chance. Good fun. Yeah, yeah it was it was tough to get away, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And James, did you spend any money, mate? Um, no, and I kind of regret that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Just heard about all these cool stuff everyone bought. Oh well, I, I spent so much time talking to Rob Woods uh, at Huntsman that I kind of forgot that hey, I kind of do want an accuracy first bubble level, and uh, and I kind of do want a, a couple of other things there as well, like. Uh, the applied ballistics books um, and things like that, but uh, I guess that's something I can buy later on down the track too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm waiting for that new applied ballistics book, which we've been mentioning, and uh, apparently they're coming next month. So is that the one with the rangefinder review? That's the one, yeah. mate. Yep. I know you're ready. Yeah, I know you're ready. Yeah, good. Cool. So anyway, is there anything? I mean, it was a big expo. There was, uh, I think, numbers are well over ten thousand. Uh, I think perhaps a lot more. There was about seven thousand the first day. Twelve thousand. Yeah, easily twelve. Yeah, twelve thousand. Yeah. So it was, um, it was a good expo. Good, good turnout, and it's really good to see, um, see the support from all the Sydney guys, and to to have huge numbers. I mean, working the stand on the the Saturday, we just didn't didn't get a break. Oh, yeah, that was no. full on. I, yeah. I had to leave for uh, about an hour to go and do a talk, and Ben was hating me. Well, yeah, yeah no, there was, there was, it was, there was only slight hatred, but, um, yeah. uh, I, I, and you were gone for, you know, 45 minutes, an hour probably, and, and I served, I would say, 40 to 50 people within that time. I don't believe you that. You know, yeah. and it was just, it was nonstop, three people deep. I mean, I've got got photos on the on the Facebook page showing how deep, uh, oh, so you had time are. to take photos. I did. <laughs> I did. Once you came back. I almost got away with that, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. So No, actually, I left the stand all alone by myself. You yeah, know, that's right. Yeah, 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 just give the, no, give the projects away. It was Serve a lot. yourself. Yeah, that's right. It was a lot of fun. It was an honor system. Mm. Yeah. Funny yeah. in the box. <laughs> very good. Mm. Cool. Yeah, no, it was good. It was certainly, uh, certainly good fun. Good show. I think it was put on very well. And there was a good diversity of, um, of stands as well and uh, products represented. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of stands there. I'd never heard of quite a few of the stands that were there. Like, yep. um, you know, some of the more sort of probably obscure stuff, like like uh, bush cooking and and stuff like that. So for me, that that that's a bit of appeal as well because that's part of shooting for me. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see all that stuff, you know. And even just grabbing the guide 
from the event. I'll go back and have a bit of a look at their websites and and, and stuff like that. So that it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. real eye opener for me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Do you, you guys, James, I guess probably the only one. Did you see any demonstrations or anything? Uh, yeah, I actually went to see you up on the stage. Apart from that one. Well, did you see any other ones that are perhaps more interesting? <laughs> He's a groupie. It's all good. <laughs> oh, i got, got to give a shout out to him. Oh, brother. thanks, man. Um, or aside from your presentation, no, no, I, I didn't spend much time at the main stage at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I would have liked to. I would have liked to have seen the, um, the Hunt, Catch, Cook one. Yeah. I think that would have been and there was a, I, th- I think there was a full caping as well. Yeah, uh, caping okay. demonstration and slaughter, I think. Greg, yeah, I think of a deer. I, well, I know there was a caping one. I didn't know there was a yeah. Okay. Full not, breakdown one. Yeah, maybe not a slaughter. Probably a butchering. Yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a Oops. breakdown one. Yeah. Incorrect terminology. Sorry, people. That, I know. <laughs> yeah. Just edit that out. That's all good. Yeah, no, that'll be well, gone. That was special, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> we write that one down. A special, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very good. Well, did you get much interest in uh, when you were up there doing your presentation? Doing, yeah, I, I think so. There was relatively. Uh, it was it was first thing in the morning. First thing, ten o'clock in the morning. But but even by ten o'clock, people were still making their way into the expo. It's certainly the, mm. the lines were. Well, you, Greg, you came in a little bit later on the on the Saturday. And the lines were still fairly long. Uh, yeah, the line was still. Oh, it was massive. It was well past like the the entry sort of way. Um, you know, across the yeah, it was long. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was a couple of hours into it, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, and, and the reports we had is when when everyone arrived at, at sort of nine o'clock, the lines were a couple hundred meters long. Mm. So mm. great to see that support, but I guess that means that that people weren't all the way in. Um, Still, by the time we started, uh, which is, you know, people were in, but they were still looking at all the stuff on the way through to wherever they were, and, and the presentations were in pretty much the back corner at the furthest possible distance from the front. Um, but, yeah, I think it was good. We, we plugged a, a bit of a course that we're going to be doing uh, later in the year and uh, had a lot of, lot of response from that, which was wonderful. Yeah, well, it, it was really interesting. It was 10 o'clock in the morning, and you're right, shooters were still sort of filing in and sort of finding what they want to do and taking seats on and so forth, but... You generated a lot of interest in your introduction to long-range course, especially when you were talking about things like truing your ballistics data to get you good firing solutions from point-blank all the way out to the edge of supersonic within 20 rounds. And people were looking at each other going, what? No way. 20 rounds. Hmm. You know, and, and that's good because you're not lying. You can do it. It's just people don't have that knowledge base and the skill set to do it. Yeah. That includes zeroing, by the way. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to clarify. Yeah, you're, you're, you're telling me. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I, I found it. Um, yeah, I found it interesting that there probably um, there was less yeah sort of competition and you know long range shooters um, that I spoke to anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, there was obviously a vast majority of hunters and sport shooters, and um, yeah, I just I didn't uh, I didn't get to talk to a lot of long range shooters on the stand. And that's probably pretty um, prevalent in in the mix that we have within this community. It's not a big percentage, and and so, yeah, we we um, we had guys. There certainly was guys there because we spoke to some of them, and we had um, had them out there when we were talking about that. And and they would have certainly hung past uh, Ben's M10 that he lent to Beretta to put on the stand, yeah. wasn't that yeah, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but um, yeah, certainly it was still a fairly small percentage of this this that's mix. True. Um, Greg, you probably did. You have many long-range sort of shooters yeah. buying targets. Not not a great deal in terms of of guys that have a really strong knowledge of of you know long-range shooting. Yep. Um, we did have a reasonable amount of guys that you know were out at distance. Yep. 
Um, and then, uh, like, quite a few guys that were just looking for plates to hit, you know, on their local properties, you know, sort of around the four, five, six hundred. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it, it was really good. They were really receptive to the targets. Um, um, so, yeah, pretty keen to set up, like, home ranges on their properties and stuff like that. So there was a lot of sort of recreational mm. shooting, if you like. So, and, and we all sort of know that's how it all begins. Yeah. And um, I did open their eyes quite a bit to the sizing of the targets being, like, 2MOA and saying how you can adjust off your width of target. So that was sort of turning on yeah. a few light bulbs for guys. And they're going, oh, right, so I can make adjustments by how much I miss in gong widths. And... Mm. Um, yeah, so they're going. Oh, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. probably high end guys, quite quite a small number, but yeah, mm-hmm. lots and lots of guys just keen to get out there and hit gongs. Yeah, mm. yeah, brilliant. Mm. Ben, did you? What about you, mate? Yeah, it was it was interesting being able to to chat to them. Obviously, you know how Projectile Warehouse has it set up in sort of a uh, a window shopping scenario um, yep. with all the trays that are set up. Uh, you get to see a lot of people's eyes open up when they actually look at the different shapes and sizes that they can use in their firearms now. Mm. Uh, and the so selection, yeah, the selection of choices is, is quite good. So one of the cool things that, that I was able to, to share with a lot of them is that, well, look, you can do what you're, you, you know, these, these things are designed for a certain purpose and you can go further on than what you're probably used to. Depending on what you're um, trying to do and and all that sort of thing, and and it was cool being able just to just to talk with them and saying, look, you guys can go from doing your three, four hundred, five hundred meters shots and feel confident that that's actually where your starting point is. Yep. You know what I mean. So you you always have that point of impact at that at that thing. So the the confidence increases, and and then when you start going out, start reaching out to eight, nine. Uh, you know, a thousand meters, you can then go, actually, I know that this thing that I've already designed is going to go out and do its job at that other end. Um, and so I was able to show some videos and, and stuff that, that you and I had done and, and I've done uh, on my own property. And, and just to say, look, this is, this is where things can go with, uh, with what you're doing. And obviously giving a really good plug in for, for what, um, you know, impact dynamics are, are going to be doing. And, yeah. And what the the course is all about, and and basically what we're trying to do with changing the perception of what uh, sporting shooters are all all about, and, and it's actually a sophisticated piece of equipment that you mm. can, you know, we're not just rednecks out there doing shooting up steel. It's actually, you know, there's a lot of mathematics and physics and all that sort of thing involved, and so it's it's cool to be able to see that. And someone like you know, like Greg said, is the, the light bulbs come on and go, I can shoot a thousand meters. Yeah, you can with a three hundred eight. Yeah. With a three hundred eight, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's making you, long range accessible to, are, are you to a lot more me? people. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, so, it's so it was cool that I mean the photos and and pictures they don't they don't lie. You know, there's no Photoshop or anything like that when they're seeing us shooting those things and being able to do it. So it was it was really cool to be able to do that and and mm. help inspire, especially some of the new shooters that were coming through, going, "Oh wow, you know, I've heard about these these projectiles. What do you think?" And then being able to say, "Well, actually, yeah, those are awesome, and this is what they can do." Yep. You know, so and so it empowers them. They walk away going, "Yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to do that now. I'm going to do you know, I'm going to try this and do that sort of thing." So. It's it's just great to see the excitement in their eyes, you know, the confidence increase. So that's that's that was what I, the highlight with that was. So yeah, I did have awesome. the the uh, you know obviously the very experienced shooters come up, 
um, and being able to talk to them. And it, that's been cool as well because yeah. you're, you're talking with like-minded people, mm-hmm. you know, that are really passionate about getting down to the half grain increments in their load development and all that sort of thing. And you're just, yeah, I know what that's like, buddy. You know, I want to start cutting <laughs> these things in half, you know, and, and just mm-hmm. getting this so precise that. You're not getting real until you're cutting your powder in half. Exactly. You know, and you're <laughs> sitting there with scissors. It's terrible, you know. So, yeah. No, it's been, it was really, really cool to be able to do that and be a part of the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, brilliant, mate. Thanks for, thanks for coming along. Yeah, well, speaking about, you know, the long range of the precision shooters, um, did any of you guys get to check out Oztec Arms? And their their chassis system that they're coming out with sure did yeah I had uh, quite a lengthy conversation with with all the boys there especially uh, especially Ben so um, uh, we are going to be d- developing some stuff with the Armory and SA so hopefully him and I are going to be doing a lot more um, marketing together and, and some good talking about what we want to do with promoting again like I said with Lithgo it's Australian made. And I love that, yeah, and I want to promote great. that as much as possible, mm. you know. So mm. obviously, Rusty, this is why we waited fifty minutes for our coffee. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, I do. was doing a coffee break at that stage. Yeah, yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know we were waiting. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's why it was cold when it came yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah, A small diversion. Dots have been joined, Rusty. Dots have been joined. Rome wasn't building a day. You know what I'm saying? I really agree with you, Ben, about that whole thing. You know, Oztec Arms being an Australian company and how that's. It's, it's innovative, you know, and it's something that we need um, inside of the Australian shooting community, you know, being able to come out with a new product, market it, have something that's accessible to the general public or the general shooting public that delivers the kind of performance that you're only used to seeing um, from really high dollar American or European products is, is fantastic and we kind of need more of it. We are, and we need obviously need that support with local dealers like myself yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. so yeah. it, that's really what we want to do is is be able to to use a platform for australian made products and go guys this stuff is awesome get on board mm-hmm. we really need to promote this because not only does it help promote the industry but it helps support these australian companies as much as possible because these mm-hmm. guys are passionate about it i mean we're just talking with him for five minutes and you're excited about everything that he does oh yeah yeah, yeah. they're, they're definitely cool. on the ball for that we had a chat the the Saturday night with with those guys, and uh, we showed them the PRI video, and and had good chat about their sort of stuff, looked at some photos, and in the brief time I um I had a chat to them, uh, sorry, the brief time I had out looking at stuff the next day, I couldn't find them. Um, oh really? Yeah, I couldn't find them, so I didn't get to see uh, didn't get to see them in the flesh. So I'm going to have to take your boys' words on it. But I guess that brings up a point um about these shot expos and and um. It, it, the I remember last year we took a bus to Melbourne with a bunch of guys. We took about sixteen, seventeen guys on a bus over to Melbourne, and we gave them a day at the expo. The whole Saturday they had there, and then we had the option for them to go back on the Sunday morning. Now they most of the guys went um, for the entire day, and they were thinking, oh, "What are we going to do for a day?" Like you know, the expo is only so big. And they finished up the day saying, "Well, that was good. It's a little bit long, but you know, we, we saw everything we wanted to. That was brilliant." Uh, we won't go back the next morning. We'll just head back to Adelaide a little bit earlier. And, of course, everyone got chatting to everyone that night. And over the course of, you know, a couple of hours of talking, everyone sort of come up to me and Stewie and Rich running it and said, if there is any chance we can go back tomorrow, this sounds like there's a few things I missed, and a few things I'd like to see again. And we ended up uh, the next day back there for another couple of hours before we had to take had to leave because uh, we had to get back. And, and I remember seeing uh, catching up with some guys a, a week or two later and 
they'd been uh, to Shot Expo sort of by themselves, um, and they said they were there for an hour and a half, and they said they saw everything. And I said, "Oh, really?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah, no, we saw it all, and it just wasn't wasn't a lot of good stuff." And they said, well, "Yeah, we we wanted to look at a Schmidt and Bender, and a particular stand had it, and that they wouldn't let us, you know, wouldn't take it out of the cabinet for us." I said, "Oh, okay. Did you see the other stand that had them as well, and were actually out on display, and you can handle them?" They went, "No, no, we didn't see that." I said, "Ah, oh, so you didn't see everything?" And so I guess that I mean, you guys, for those who haven't been before, you've experienced it now. There's a lot there to see, isn't there? There's oh, a hell of a lot. There's a ton. I mean, I, I'll fully admit, I, I, there's a lot more I could have seen, but you know, you had me slaving away, slinging your produce. Someone had to. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so what were you doing, Rusty? <laughs> uh, just talking, just really talking, eating. Um, I was out the back drinking a bit, a little. Yeah, just just good normal things. No, um, it was uh, it was yeah pretty full on, and and I think yeah it's just so not being able to find Oztech. So I didn't uh, to be fair, I didn't look hard. I was in a fairly um uh, sort of limited time frame, but there's just so much, so, so many sort of areas you could go, and and I I kept finding new new stands um to to walk past quickly, um but yeah there is a lot. So if you do get the chance to go, don't don't just sort of walk past the stand because there's a lot of sort of s- small amounts of gold on each stand. It looks mm. like. Well, yeah. I think in with most gold, you know, you obviously got to go digging for it. And I think the uh, the point is that... You can go panning for gold. Well, you can too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. But it takes, you know, they're little bits, whereas you want to dig for the big stuff. So, ah, so good I think, analogy. Yeah. So what, what, I, what I found is that basically you can go and look at a stand yep. and you can look at it in five minutes. But when you want to learn about the guy that's running it or behind the yep. idea, like Oztech and... You know, Huntsman and, and all those. And, if you, if you want to go behind the scenes. Precision you, Rifle Products are a good example of that. you got to actually Tell do it. it yeah. you, you got to find out what, what is the guy behind the product or behind the stand. And it's yeah. that's where it takes time because all of a sudden you look around and no coffees and 45 minutes later and it's just, it's, you know, <laughs> people, get, people get disappointed. And angry. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of cross-pollination going on as well between, you know, a lot of dealers and distributors and, uh, and even, even product markets. You know, you, you go and look at uh, guys who do clothing and apparel and backpacks and stuff like that, like X-Tac, for example, uh, they got some good product lines uh, on display. And then you, you look at the stands and you go, oh, you've got knives. You know, what kind of knives, for instance? Uh, and from there, you just sort of go, oh, I, I never thought about these kinds of things. You talk to the guys behind the counter and suddenly you go, oh, I want to go have a look at the knife dealers around here. And I want to go and learn a little bit more about something that I might have taken for granted. It's probably a fair point, that, and I think it's obviously what you're saying, Ben, is that there's a lot of products on display, but but for many of those stands, there's a lot of, a lot of knowledge standing behind that counter, and and it's more than just sort of looking, oh, yeah, you got that, that, mm-hmm. that, it's that price, and I can get it cheaper elsewhere. You, you talk to the guys standing behind there and what they know and what they're passionate about, and I'll tell you what, yeah, there's some interesting blokes there, yeah. and, and ladies as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm, very good. Greg, you um, have you been to other expos in other industries? Um, oh, look, I went to a I went to an expo many many years ago, and it was just all uh, ex military stuff, like uh, old ex military stuff. So it's come a long way over the years, yep. and uh, it was good to see, you know, a lot more modern equipment in 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 the modern expo, um, and and a lot more precision type rifles, the the high end gear. It's it's all really good to see, rather than all the you know ex military World War Two stuff. Yeah, I had a guy come and speak to me after after our talk. Um, and he uh, he was 
wanting to buy a scope. Now, he had a reasonable budget, and he was sort of thinking, oh, do I go that one or that one? And I said, mate, this is sort of your best opportunity because right now you can go get hands on every single one of those scopes, and you can talk to a bloke that knows about those scopes and, and actually compare them to each other. Now, obviously, you can't do it at night, but uh, during the day you can do it. You can click them. You can do all that sort of gear, which you, you I don't know. A gun shop has you know, 50, 20 different brands of high-end scopes uh, sitting there on the shelf. Okay, the armory's getting close. I'm trying, I'm trying. I know. Okay. It's but, going to take a time. <laughs> but it's not It's not quite there yet. And so to be able to do that in Expo, and that literally, you could spend a day doing that. Quite kind of, you spend sort of 40 minutes looking at each scope, your day's gone. Well, yep. Particularly if you wait for your coffee for a while. Totally, <laughs> totally. No, that's right. And that's, and that's the thing, you want to be able to actually, I, I think that's what's cool about the Expo is you can actually get your hands on a whole bunch of different, products and mm. range of products and stuff that you go well my mate said that this one is a cheap one and or it's a crap one it's like well don't use your mate's opinion just get out there and try it yourself see yeah. see, yeah. see on it yeah, yeah. See, yeah see what it's like for you see if it works for you and and all that sort of thing and you've got the uh, these guys that are actually working the stand are meant to be passionate about what their product is and be able to show you through mm. what the different things are about it. So once you're able to do that and go through it, you're, you, you're able to finally see, hang on, I'm going to narrow it down now. You know, you're going to, yeah. you're going to, you're going to go down the line of, of what you really want. Yeah. I think if sometimes if you, um, as a consumer, we're always so, um, against people selling us something, um, but sometimes if you just if you're in the market for something and you go around and you talk to a few experts and just let them sell you let them sell you let them sell you on what they think is the best points and then you know then you can sort of use that information a bit better but we're always so oh yeah as you, as you say you know oh, get it cheaper somewhere else yep. or yep. you know just let them sell you yep. um, and then later on make your decision yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely and and I found it interesting that the we had guys and I know they came up to you Ben and mm. myself and um and they asked us like what we use scope wise, what we use rifle wise, or caliber wise, and we weren't selling scopes or guns or anything like that. But they were, they were obviously worked out that we we shot a little bit, and they were asking us about that. And um, massive and, understatement there. And I suspect I suspect that just um, a little. They, they weren't. They weren't asking us. No. Yeah. Um, I suspect that they you can ID those sort of guys and ask them what they're using, and, and you're getting. So then you're getting independent advice. You're getting the, the yeah. info from the guys who who are selling your stuff, which yeah. is good information, as you pointed yeah. out, special yeah, right. Greg. And then you're getting information from guys who are, who are active and doing it. Um, and I guess if you blend that together, you'll you probably make a pretty decent decision. Yeah, no, that's no, true. It's true. I mean, I, I got I got a ton of questions. Um, and you know, because I had a bit of info on it as well, like on things like you know, you think that you're getting info, or you're getting questions on you know, your thirty cows and your you know your big long range cars. I've got heaps of questions on two two threes and yeah, you know, things like that. You know, and they're 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 good. You know, that's good to sort of give that kind of info as well. So yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have any strange requests over the weekend during the show, guys? During the show, I mean, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, keep that keep that real, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I didn't. I had some interesting questions. Obviously, just knowledge base that um, you know was building up that we had to clarify. So you know, just helping guys on their path to knowledge, um, which was great. You know, again, going back to the point of the light bulb coming on for these guys and yeah. and, and and girls, and um, yeah, re- really just pointing them in the right, just give them a little bit of a shift in the right direction, and um, yeah, they were really. You could see the like almost awareness 
um, happening, you know. Mm. Um, so I don't know whether you experienced that at all, Rusty. Yeah, certainly. It's, and, and of course, when you know, we get the joy of dealing with projectiles, so guys are saying, oh, I want something heavier for a thirty cal. Yeah, right, you're probably getting into your long-range shooting. Well, what are you doing, mate? Oh, I want to shoot a 1,000 metres. Yeah, that that was uh, worked that one out pretty quick. And, and so it, it allows you to sort of establish what they're doing, and you can ask them a, a lot more questions. And, and yeah, we had we had guys trying to run really heavy stuff in 308s, and we had guys trying to get a really fast, lightweight 300 wind mag, and, and then everything in between. And, and sometimes um, you certainly don't want to, to say, oh, no, that's a terrible idea, mate, because it may not be for what that is, but you certainly want to be able to let them think through, perhaps present some issues that they may encounter, mm. and then they can make the decision themselves as to which is the best decision. And and not to say that you, know, you can't do those things, of course you can, um, but if they've if they've made that decision, they're informed about it of what they their, their pros and cons for it. And it's actually I really enjoy being part of that process with them. Yeah, yeah it's really mm. good. Yep. Yeah, scratching the surface with them, um, you know, just about. You know, twist rates and stuff like that that was probably one of the biggest things you know guys um, going back to the, you know the 223 um, they're like oh I want to run 75s or 77s and you know you just sort of trying to deduce a bit of the information about what gun they're shooting it out of and try to you know sort of give them a bit of a feel for twist rates and yeah that was yeah that was good mm. yeah, yeah well, good. I, th- I think for guys like us who are a little bit more experienced in this it's it's not so much imparting uh, knowledge per se. It's more, for me anyways, it, it's more about imparting best principles and practices and yep. then allowing the shooters who came to ask you these you know, highly complex questions to then apply those principles and practices in their own way and come up with their own answer because everyone's ideal solution might be a little bit unique to that particular mm. person. And and by the same token, we weren't just some bastion of knowledge either. Um, oh, no, I, I learnt a stack from people who I was talking to and what they were experiencing, what they were doing, and that's one of the mm. other benefits of doing this sort of thing is you you get to speak and you get you get to leverage the experience of others uh, and you you get to understand what they've gone through, what they've experienced, and so mm. I I walked away learning. Probably, probably more than I taught by, by a long way. So, was, which is really good because mm. you feel like you've gained more knowledge, which makes you feel pretty stupid to start with. Which is great. <laughs> yeah, like well, for me, um, probably the the biggest knowledge bombs I took away from the show um, were actually on a, a tactical medicine side of things. Yeah, you know, because uh, a lot of people don't think about it, but in our sport, we're setting off controlled explosions pretty close to our face. You know, especially if you're a pistol shooter who shoots an IPSC, the potential for an ND or a negligent discharge into, say, your leg or your foot or accidentally muzzling your hand and, and shooting yourself and stuff like that is pretty high. You know, it's, if you it's go present. Out, it, it's present. If, if you go out hunting in the sticks and you're by yourself, then any kind of injury resulting from a gunshot wound, resulting from uh, breaking bones, potential um, serious fractures and things like that uh, can cause very, very serious health concerns. But we tend not to think about things like mm. this. You know, most rangers have a first aid kit that would not save your life if you were under some kind of massive hemorrhage um, or, or some kind of gunshot wound trauma. Mm. And these things are, are things we should be thinking about, which is why, for me, the biggest takeaway was from TACMED, being able to talk to someone who's um, an ex-Special Forces medic um, who has used all of these techniques, all of these products to save lives overseas and say, hey... I can teach you all of this stuff in a course and you can walk away with the products and the knowledge to not just save your own life, but maybe somebody else's life. You know, like that was, that was huge for me. And it's, it's, uh, it's an aspect of shooting that I really think is, uh, is a missing link. 
Mm. And certainly to, to um, not to say that we, uh, we, we'd like to learn those skills and never use them, which would be ideal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, you know, just to clarify, they obviously put all those safety things in, um, but it's knowledge that um, at the moment that something did go wrong, would be worth very worthwhile having yeah absolutely you know i think you do more accidents and everything while hunting um mm. just with where you are in terrain you know it's easily yeah. easy to climb up uh you know the side of a hill trip over or something like that you know i mean there, there's some rough terrain that we go mm. go through to actually yeah, do some shit yeah. I, I trip over steps well i know well i even <laughs> trip over the floor and i don't even know what happens there you know it's <laughs> it's trying to pick up the feet but there there's you're exactly right there james it's it's a, a very uh, neglected side, I would say, and you know, being my background's in the building industry anyway, so we were hammered every three years with making sure our first aid course was up to date and all that sort of thing, and and we've seen some pretty nasty trauma on the building side, but it's the same sort of thing in in hunting, and it's it's like what we're saying with everything else. The knowledge is actually empowering to someone to go. Actually, I feel a lot more confident going out doing what I'm doing here mm. because I know if anything was to go wrong, that the confidence will then help me go to the right place and i think that's the interesting what you're saying before too uh rusty about you know people coming up and learning a lot about not only um them and what they're doing mm. but a lot about yourself and i think uh, i was quite humbled by being asked fairly serious questions by some top end you know f-class shooters and going okay I could come across as an arrogant person and say, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and you need to try this, this, and this, where I was engaging in humility with the conversation with them, actually not only increase their confidence, but my confidence in explaining that, Hmm. what I would try. And I think that's cool is to be able to cross that divide. It's not us against them or your your shooting style is weird compared to mine or any of that sort of thing. It was really cool to be able to see that cross-pollination of the whole industry. Unless they're left-handed. Isn't that right, Greg? Yeah, lefties. No yeah, good. Yeah. No good. My dad's left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you notice that you're invited on the podcast, not your dad? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. Yeah, that's all right. Very good. It's great to have you guys all on the podcast. And um, thank you for being part of the show with us and hanging out with us. And uh, thanks for those guys who worked pretty hard. Thanks for working pretty hard. Thanks also to Greg um, for wait, wait, which being one? there. Not special. I didn't say special, Greg. Yeah. Get with the program, James. <laughs> That's right. Keep it's pretty it easy to work it out, mate. Come on. Yeah. So I guess um, uh, for those guys who were in Sydney, we'd love to hear from you who did go to the show. And if you, if we met, a, we actually, well, I met a bunch of guys who came up and talked uh, and said so they listened to the podcast. It was really, it was awesome to to have guys actually mention that. I guess one of the things that's uh, you can. It's hard to pick a voice, um, so we were yeah. um, obviously not so many people would would know what we look like. Greg's um, voice is pretty pretty standard to pick, but yeah, yeah this yeah. time I know it's amazing. Listen mm. to uh, Kermit. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Okay, we, we've I guess we've got an opinion poll we want to put out. Is Doug does Greg sound like Kermit the Frog on this podcast? So let us know your thoughts. It'd be uh, an honour. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, that's right. I just want to bring up one thing before you wrap up, yeah, uh, Rusty. Is Saturday night we met up with um, an overseas veteran, um, oh, wow. and he just—I just wanted to mention a, a really good scheme for soldiers having difficulties yes. after uh, returning from from uh, overseas. Yeah, uh, it was called Trojan Trek, and it turned his life around. He was having some issues when he came back, so um, I just want to put out there: if anyone's come back from 
uh, overseas deployment and they're, they're having any issues or trouble, maybe get and look that up on Google, Trojan Trek. Trojan and, and Trek. And just we'll, have a conversation well. and, um, you know, it, it can be a good step forward mm. for, for those guys. Um, have you got any more information on it or is it best to go to the website? Or it's just straight to the website, mate. Yeah, so I just want to give that a plug. Yeah, because um, yeah, it certainly helped him out. So, yeah, cheers. awesome. Um, one thing we will mention is we are, we are taking questions at the moment to win the Precision Rifle Products load kits. And we were standing next to those guys all weekend. And uh, it's really good to see um, their passion about what they do. And mm. um, if, if, Yeah, if more people understood what that kit um, did, then we would have sold a ton more. Yeah, it's uh, it's just a matter of sort of, yeah, it's a fairly complex unit, but once you get your head around it, it's real good. And we've got yeah. some to give away. So if you've got any questions on anything, we'll try our best to, uh, to answer them or, or maybe you know, get these boys, uh, special Greg and James and Ben in and to answer them for us. Um, and that would be, uh, yeah, be really good. So send them in through email, Facebook or anything like that. And yeah, so hopefully guys are all enjoying Shot Expo. We'd love to hear from guys who are at Sydney as well, uh, particularly guys who came up and said day. Next one's in Perth in October. And then next year in, I'll get this wrong, but I think May, uh, it's Melbourne's turn. So um, we'll probably take a bus over again and take a few crew from Adelaide. And um, and then there's, there's other shows in Brisbane next year as well. But now we'll, we'll mention them closer to the date. So very good. So guys, thanks for coming in. Uh, Oh, yeah, look, I just want to say, Rusty, a big thanks for um, having me with you in the, in the stand and sort of helping me get Armoury Athlete, um, you know, going and all your help and support. So, no, easy, um, got. And, and Benny and Greg, James, all of you guys. So, cheers. No worries. So, so that's Armoury Athlete, and uh, we'll see you on, I guess, Facebook and other, other mediums shortly as you, as it gets uh, yep, it's uh, available. And, uh, and James, let's give us another plug for your, uh, your blog so people can catch up with you. Oh, mate, uh, shoulda-ready.net. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll have the uh, SHOT Show overview up probably tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. Uh, basically, it's just a, a quick screen grab, I guess you could call it, of what I found interesting and, and pertinent uh, in the 2016 SHOT Show for the modern Australian shooter. Brilliant. And Ben, where can people connect with you, mate? So uh, people can connect with me on uh, email at thearmory300 at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, we're about to launch the website very soon where the shop is and, and up and running. We're, we're in the northern part of Adelaide, so it's kind of we're trying to cover the whole uh, whole area there, which is going to be uh, great in, uh, at Adelaide Pistol and Shooting Club. So it's yeah, brilliant. It's really good. Excellent, guys. Well, that's it from all of us uh, here. We're going to, um, I think, uh, pretty much dissipate and go to our various rooms here and uh, go to sleep because we're absolutely wrecked. <laughs> so anyway uh, guys been a pleasure Greg thank you uh, again for right, doing cheers, this guys. Uh, cheers guys and we'll, uh, we'll be yeah, back thanks, again Rusty. cheers thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast to continue the discussion check out our Facebook page and for more information head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.